I like the leathery toughness of a regular Twizzler rather than the fucking somewhat invertebrate. If you want leathery toughness, right here. That's waxy toughness. <laughs> that shit's like eating a fucking Yankee you candle that's licorice flavor. You don't bring my stripper name, waxy toughness, in here. <laughs> we went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. Uh, you're familiar with the concept of breakfast pizza, yes? Yeah, of course. I worked at Pagliacci's forever. We we made breakfast pizza off menu for ourselves. Oh, well, oh. you fuckers! Yeah, it's excellent. I would eat, I would eat that shit weekly if they had put it on the fucking menu. Yeah. What about, how, you, they wouldn't let us. You made fucking scrambled eggs. Well, yeah, and fucking sausage gravy. Uh, no, no, we we uh, we had like um, we had like Italian sausage that we would we would cook by the pan and then you know cut up what and put that on there. Sauce. Um, like Alfredo. Yeah, yeah, we had some kind of that white sauce work. that we brought in. That would work. Yes. Now I want a breakfast pizza, even though I just ate a Reuben. <laughs> but at least, hey, this was the least toxic thing I've eaten at the beginning of the podcast in a long time. That is true. There wasn't a single piece of pickled meat or any fake milk. No, but there was meat and pickled vegetables. There was, but sauerkraut's full of vitamin C. <laughs> but shit, you're not. That's what you carry. Really? Like, a lot of times they carry, yeah, they carry it to fight scurvy. If you can't get lemons in a lunch. bucket or a yeah, bar- in a barrel in a, or in a crock, yeah. Yep. All right. Like, you know, well, okay, you're crossing, like, the Great Plains or something, or on a sea voyage from Germany, you got a lot of fucking tangerines yeah. and shit laying around. Not really. No, but you yeah. got cabbage. Yeah. There. You learned something. Hey, all right. And so well, let's go out in a hail. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, prepare to learn even more. Uh, uh, so uh, Why is that? Because uh, this is uh, how the West was fucked. How the West was fucked. Welcome back to it. <laughs> He's drinking pickle juice. It looks like no ecto like window cleaner. It's like well, that's the the piss jug from the, just the beginning scope. of that Cheech and Chong movie. He's just oh, drinking yeah. his sister's piss. He's just fucking house in a mason jar full of scope. Is it's it that it's bad, a, man? It's a it's a green mason jar <laughs> full of water. Bullshit. You're just drinking barbecue sauce. No, I ended up drinking yeah, my unsweetened iced tea is barbecue sauce. I ended up drinking like. 24 white claws last night and then uh i woke up today and was like i just all the liquid in my body escaped yeah all of it so i'm like i better re-up that shit i worked all evening but i made sure and bought a gatorade before i went home so that i had that waiting for me and not this one at the previous one waiting for me when i woke up with the yeah mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah he had a great idea recording early even though we're starting Right about the time we would normally try to start, but it is still earlier than when we'd actually start. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we got all the prerequisite all bullshit out of the way. Right. So anyway, um, yeah, I said the name of the show. Yes. Check. Okay, so. Ask me a question. Professionalism. <laughs> what, what do you know about Jean-Baptiste Charbonneau? You oh, know this fuck, name. I know this name. Charbonneau, Charbonneau, Charbonneau. Uh, don't say that because he'll pop out of the. He's right behind me, isn't he? Also in, in Dickinson, that's uh-huh. a, uh, one of the major car dealers. Mm-hmm. Is Charbonneau. Yeah, we actually we talked about that before too. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Oily's uh, main competitor, isn't it? One of them. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Um, uh, he's either a general or he's like a rich guy that came in and fucked a lot of shit up. Wow, you learned fucking nothing. Damn it! I award you no points, fucking bitch. asshole. He's on the he's on the one dollar <laughs> coin. What? He was the youngest member of the Corps of Discovery. Oh, duh. Yeah, okay. Fucking idiot. So, <laughs> in, in my defense, I was drinking a lot during those episodes. Okay. <laughs> so are we all. I think, he, he's the, I think our listening audience can <laughs> figure that one out. Hey, it was well, Christmas hopefully time. the listening he, audience is drunk, too. Well, Char- yeah, ideally. Char- mm-hmm. Charbonneau was the basically ra- French rapist. No, that's his dad. His dad, okay. All right. So he is... The son of the what, rapist? What's his fucking nickname? Uh, the bear? No. Uh, Jesus Fuck, Christ. I don't remember. <laughs> Do you have a... 
It's Chicago and, and uh, fucking Tucson oh, Charmin son. <gasps> That's right. Okay. Sorry. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. Yeah. Now that we just that told you what it, it is. <laughs> wow. Want me to pass your fucking driving test for you, too? <laughs> Shit. Um, all right. So, yeah. We're going to be t- covering, because we've mostly talked about him as a baby. Right, right, right. right. Well, as well, Pompey, I was just say as children always do, but in the 1800s, that is well, even now, children don't always grow up to do other things. Sometimes they don't grow up at all. You're correct, and there'll be a degree of that happening in this one. Not growing up, yeah. Peter Pan. <laughs> no, like uh, not growing up is hard to do. <laughs> not growing up, as in you were born, you live like three weeks, and then ah, you know, natural causes or whatever. Sure. Um. So, so. Well, We'll kick it off with the Comic Sans. So I? John Baptiste uh, lived for three weeks? The end. Okay. <laughs> no, but, well, you know. no, he lives longer than that. Uh, but uh, Toussaint Charbonneau gets his first mention in, in recorded history in Manitoba while he was stabbed while committing a rape. Yep. Does it say that on his tombstone? <laughs> it should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why he got kicked out of the Frenchie company, or one of the reasons he got kicked out of the Frenchie for a company that he yeah. was working for. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, we don't really do the raping thing around here, Toussaint. Like, can you fuck off? Uh, he meets uh, Sakakawea when she's 12 mm. at 1800 at uh, Metaharta, the Hadatsa village near Stanton, mm-hmm. North Dakotaville. Stanton, North Dakota. uh, that's four years before Lewis and Clark came through. Uh, Sakakawea was kidnapped by Hadatsa raiders near the Three Forks in Montana. That's where she's from originally, northern Shoshone. Right. Uh, they're on their way to trade the, to go to the Nez Perce for horses there. That's where you get your horses. Yep. Well, it's because they got the App- Appaloosa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Charbonneau probably won her in a dice game. Oh, how romantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also had other wives, too. I, well, well yeah, Otter, yeah, Otter yeah. Woman? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Otter Woman. Yeah, she Don't have it here, but. But uh, as a captured slave, being with a trader probably was a slight step up. At least because he had, uh, he was somewhat rich compared to everybody yeah. else. Uh, well, probably you only have one person beating you rather than all the other villagers. Mm-hmm. Uh. But you know, she always had adequate shelter, and since he was a trader, he was gone a lot of the time. Yeah. So that's probably the bonus nice. there. But uh, November fourth, eighteen oh four, Lewis and Clark show up in town with fifty five dudes. I'm like, hey y'all. <laughs> Can we fire the window here and eat all your shit? <laughs> Wasn't that when they show up in town and start firing off their like, fucking swivel gun or whatever? No, well, Check this no, out, guys. that was when it was the Lakota or something. Okay. Yeah, I think they had to do that. Council Bluffs or something. Yeah. To it's like... Impress them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With their shoot cannon that's that big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 12 inches. Hey, man. You know, it's not the length, it's the girth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but the Mandan and Hidatas had 4,500 people living there between five villages. Uh, Lewis and Clark met Toussaint uh, 10 days after they arrived. He offered himself and, and Skakawi as interpreters for the expedition. I'm sure she had a lot of say in it. Yep. Uh, Charbonneau then knew that he had upper hand in the negotiations and got $20 a month, which Ooh. is a lot of money at the time. So he actually makes out being pretty rich. Yeah. When he finally dies. Even though, ah, didn't they try to withhold his pay or some shit for a while? Because he actually ended up being like kind of shitty at everything. Mm, probably, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of reason why it's like, oh, I'm sure glad we brought your wife because she's fucking competent. They were living inside Lewis and Clark's uh, Ford at the time at Mandan there. Mm-hmm. So February 11th, 1805, Skakwea gives birth to Jean Baptiste, her first child. Uh, Clark named him uh, Pomp or Pompey. Because he must have read Roman history at uh, at some point, because Pompey was a popular general around yep. 60 BC. E. And a, uh, wasn't he, like, also, Pompey was a, or is that a different Pompey that was, like, uh, kind of buddies and then rivals with uh, Gaius Julius Caesar, I think. Sure. I think. Yes. <laughs> Pompey was also a uh, volcano that exploded and killed a whole bunch of people. Mm. That one spelled different, ah. but... <laughs> It's like a six in the But it's also in Italy, so I don't, I don't know. But Clark spells it with a Y. I think it's actually supposed to be spelled with an E-I anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you ever read the jur- journals of Lewis and Clark, these motherfuckers can't spell, so. What was it? Water, water millions? Well, and like bears <laughs> spelled four different ways. Sometimes with the at the end. Grizzly bears. Yep, the grizzlies. April 7th, 1805, the Corpse of Discovery left Fort Mandan, because I spell good too. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Scott Guia with uh, Pompey strapped on the board on her back like a skateboard or something. Sweet. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, they'd uh, intentionally put her up front because if they ran into Indians, they'd be more inclined to think they're not going yeah, like to shoot a, them. She got like the baby Bjorn type mm-hmm. ordeal. Mm-hmm. Operation Human Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, June 1805, Skakawea got sick and collapsed, and the captains feared for her life. And if she died, uh, there'd be no milk. I don't know if you're out, out of out of formula. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you do on the. You just feed the kid bear grease, elk just, milk, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, or uh, get a sow bear and tie it up to the. Boat no, like that fucking have, like, su- have the kids suckle in next to the cubs. No, it's like that that fucking company I found that was like grizzly, oh, grizzly milk. milk. <laughs> guys is like going in and milking sleeping bears and shit. Well, I, I found the rodeo event where you, you just milk a wild cow. Yeah, I never heard of that one. Yeah, that's that's not one I've seen where you play poker in the bull thing, and I've seen mm-hmm. uh, where you just stand in a circle with the bulls. And <laughs> yep, never seen the milk in a wild cow one. I'm trying to think now. Thing. I'm trying to think now. We have talked about what you would do with infants. Uh, was it like just like chew up a bunch of fat and spit it in some water or something? I don't know. That sounds gross. There, there's, some, there's some shit we read about one time that they did. In, with well, the after if you're watching the guy in the buffalo, he just gives it to the lady with yeah. the raccoon. Yeah, but she's barren. She's uh, barren. Hope you like dumplings. Buffalo, hey, you want this baby? Cheaper than a uh, but for three weeks, she was sick, and June 29th, on her first healthy day, a rainstorm moved in. Because of course it did. And Charbonneau freaked out and tipped the boat, and of course, Clark had to grab the baby and the mama and drag <laughs> oh. him to shore. Well, apparently, Skagawea grabbed, like, some of his papers and shit, mm-hmm. too. Well, I like that he freaked out and tipped the boat because the rain came. He's like, well, oh, fuck, well, I'm going to kill us all! Toussaint Charbonneau, I can't remember if it was Lewis or Clark that described him as the most timid waterman I've ever seen. <laughs> So he's like, oh, I'm big tough uh, today there. Like, but yeah, I can't. Get him in a boat. He's like, terrified oh, of the boat. If he would take a, take a bath, then it would wash away his Frenchiness. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He's like a Tasmanian he's devil. Like, he's like afraid of water. I am the best man for these river crews. I am terrified of boats, however. <laughs> <laughs> uh, August 1805, they came to the Three Forks in Montanaville there. Yeah. And then Skakawea gets to meet her Shoshone family because her brother now is the chief uh, Kamehameha uh, is there. Uh, it's like, hey, I recognize you. Yep. But that was seven years ago. But she did help the court uh, bargain for horses, which they desperately needed to get over the Rockies. Were, they so. were fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would have never got there without her. Uh, Jean-Baptiste was 10 months old when they celebrated Christmas at Fort Clatsop. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, on the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Janie, that's what uh, Clark called Skakawea. Because nobody could say, well, sometimes when they spell it, it's like, Sar, car, gar, where you know, it's like. Uh, she gave Clark 24 white weasel tails. Awesome. For Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, uh, you know, they're used, um, I think I've talked about this before too. There's like those ermine tails where the whole weasel, you know, the weasels turn white in the winter, but their little black eyes and their little black nose and the little black tip of their tail remain black. That's right. the only thing you can see on those little fuckers. But uh, uh, when you see, like, uh, depictions of, like, kings in Europe and they're wearing, like, the white thing with the little black dots all over them. Oh, yeah. Those are ermine belts. Oh, the, okay. the black dots are the tips of those tails. Oh. And so they're off, often used as decorations on clothes. It's a nice little jangle or bedazzle or whatever fuck you can add to your buckskin. Sure. All right. Or you put them on your nipples and they of course. twirl around. Yeah, nipples. Make yeah. some tasteful earrings. <laughs> or maybe a fake mustache. Or a, a fake rat tail. That's what you need. Yeah. yeah. You hang them off your Jenkos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or the Which are making a comeback. Put them off the rear view mirror of your uh, keelboat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Pompey has his first birthday, February 11th, 1806. And then the next month, they're going back. But uh, at uh, Kamea in uh, Idaho there, the Pomp gets sick. And he had uh, his teeth were coming in. Did they have a high pump fever. his stomach? Mm, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so Clark gives him a dose of cream of tartar mm. and flour sulfur. And the, the fuck, fuck uh, oh, flowers, like flour, sulfur? flowers of sulfur, maybe. Or, well, that's just like sulfur crystals, or just sulfur mixed with flour. Here, uh, <laughs> kid, <laughs> I know you're in pain. Here's some sulfur. I'm gonna bake you the devil's biscuits, <laughs> brimstone, and the finest wheat flour. 
And he puts a poultice of boiled onions on his neck. That'll awesome. cure you. Did you have a nice French onion soup fucking <laughs> on your neck? Are you going to eat this, kid? <laughs> hey, Pompey, Roll him in make flour. some French onion soup, put it on your neck, make you all bad. Roll him in flour. Now put some grilled onions on him. Sulfur flour. Now the bread. I got to look up sulfur flour. Okay. Wow. It is just powdered sulfur. It's 99% purity. Mm. Commercial okay. grade. Then it's... A pound of it's very cheap. Wow, if you want to make your own black powder, this might be the way to do it. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> yep, sulfur powder brimstone. 99.5% pure. Nine ninety nine on Amazon.com for a pound of it. Also, you can roll your baby in it when they're teething. Right. So that might not have worked because he also gives them a poultice of pine resin, beeswax, and bear oil. He just so he just greases him up. <laughs> Let me make something sticky and greasy and just smearing it. It's like fucking icy hot, only worse. He's just like any... Uh, what else we got? Um, Throw some Tabasco in his eye. Tabasco, here's some mercury. Rub some bacon on him. <laughs> there we go. Spit, spit your tobacco juice on him. Obviously, that cured him. Yeah. Three, three days later, it's like, oh, you finally stopped crying. Man, I'm a miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good. So if you remember on the way back, uh, Lewis and Clark split up. Clark goes back down the Yellowstone, yep. and he names Pompey's Pillar in Montana yep. Out, after him. Outside of Billings, which we talk about yep. often. Mm-hmm. I believe we threw pictures of that up. For, I have, I yeah. Took pictures yeah, of there's it. some graffiti up there from uh, Clark. Well, I had to take pictures of it last winter from a distance because the thing was closed, and I pulled off. And... So while Lewis was up north on the Marias, that's where he kills the two Blackfeet. Yep. That's why well, they that's keep where killing the, everybody that's after where the that. Mariah, or that's where the Blackfeet is is the Marias because we did the whole Marias massacre. Oh. And we've talked about the, yeah, oh, I'm going to steal your horses just because that's what we do. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to shoot you because that's what we do. Uh, August 19th, 1806, the Corps uh, made it back to the Mandan villages and Charbonneau gets $500.38 for his work. And 38 mm. cents. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pound of the penny. <laughs> and 320 acres around uh, St. Louis. Mm. And how much did Skakawea get paid? Jack shit. Mm. But uh, well, we got to remember, we just established last time that um, Sandy Berry is a person. So oh, she was many, that many was seventy years after. This. Yeah, she was many decades away from being a person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Well, and, and plus, she was a woman. Come on. Now, yeah, I was going to say at, at at that. Even if they're like Standing Bear is a person, and if Chicago is still around, she would not be a person. Right, she yeah, would, not yet. Still a woman. Just still be patient. Property. Just be patient, ladies. It's coming. Shit. <laughs> Clark had great affection for the child and, and the mother, though. Later, it'd be rumored that Clark was the father, but of course, she that's was not, already knocked up by the time say, That's got not there. how pregnancy works. No. <laughs> but uh, Lewis and Clark both failed to mention on getting laid on the trip, and it wasn't quite a sex drive. Uh, obviously, the uh, Nez Perce, uh, when they uh, go to battle with the government, it's like, hey, this, this Indian here has red hair. How do you explain that? Honky. Yeah. But, you know. Who knows? They're not going to admit to it, though. People be fucking. Mm hmm. Uh, Clock offered to raise the boy when they got back and offered Charbonneau a nice position in St. Louis. 1807, Charbonneau did come back to St. Louis to claim his 320 acres and he delivered young Jean Baptiste to Clark. So like, mm. here you go. Here, take this. <laughs> <laughs> I got people to rape. Yeah. But then he goes back north to continue trading and, and goes on to guiding. Uh, he goes in 1811 with Manuel Lisa as interpreter to the Yellowstone. 1812, Charbonneau was rumored to be captured by the British, since that was a war of 1812, had started at 1812, probably. Uh, around that time, Sakakwea gets ill and dies, possibly, or lives to be 70, one or the other. <laughs> Still alive today. Yes. <laughs> Hanging out with Elvis and D.B. Cooper. Mm-hmm. What do you, the listeners at home, think? Oh, yeah. Please write in. Actually, uh, the problem is there's probably some set of American society that's like, yeah, that's that's plausible. She's with JFK Jr. I was going to say JFK Jr. <laughs> they live at the bottom of a lake. Yeah, yeah. But that was probably at uh, Lisa's Fort in Nebraska, even though he had one in Montana and one in North Dakota. Yeah, too. franchises. Yep. <laughs> it's like the first McDonald's. Subways. Welcome to Lisa's Fort. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anytime they get chased up because half their guys were killed, they just moved. Right. That's yeah. how you do. Mm-hmm. Well, just like you said, just like a subway. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, they start one and three more close, and then they, or actually it's the other way around, like one closes and three more open. Yeah, they're like, like the that. Hydra of, of oh, restaurants. Yeah. 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 
You, clo- I, you close the subway and three more open? I know you were speaking of the mythological creature, but I su- immediately pictured like the Marvel. like basically that's, the, that's what I was getting at. Okay, yeah. yeah. Subway has many yeah. branches. <laughs> subway has many breads. <laughs> uh, but Scott, we had two other kids, Lizette and Tucson Jr. Yep. Clerk uh, John Ludwig took him to St. Louis and adopted him. Clark hears about this in 1813, and he adopts the kids from Ludwig. Basically, he just scratched out his name on the birth certificates. Yeah, just <laughs> child swap. <laughs> hey, man, I want to collect the whole set. Uh, yeah, this is basking tape over I need, the- I need these two to complete the collection. <laughs> oh, God damn it. History's kind of lost on the other two kids, I think. I, think I thought Liz- One of them died fairly young. I think it was, uh, uh, I think that's the one I was talking about that lived like, I want to say Lizette got old enough to get married, if I remember correctly, but... Well, that's how the West was fucked, so one of them's got to die when they're two or Right, of course. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, my money's on that Pontiac kid. What's his name? Tucson? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, That was a truck, like a fucking shitty truck, the Pontiac Tucson. Well, there's pictures of Lizette as an adult, so, uh, yeah, she... Like Tucson, Arizona. This is... Mm -hmm. Okay. Her apparently... Tucson. Oh, to salt. 1812? That doesn't make sense. There was no photography then, was there? No. <laughs> You're full of shit, internet. That's failed us again. Right, here's just a picture here's a picture of Chicagoia listed with... with oh, at the... That's cap- at the Her- Heritage Center, yeah, in the capital. Let's find out. She was born in uh, August of 1812 at Fort Manuel in South Dakota and died June 16th in 1832... In St. Louis, so she at least made it to 20. 20-something? 20 yeah. No. Okay. I probably have it somewhere on here, but it, I'm not finding it right now. Well, so. this one's not about her anyway. Oh, that was sexist. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Whoops. No, but seriously, yeah, we didn't dive. That We can dive into the other kids some other time. Mm. Yeah, mm. There you go. I'm not diving into any kids. <laughs> not even in a mosh pit? Nope. Well, you know. Not anymore. Do no. they have mosh pits and ball pits? Yeah, that'd be the same. Thing. Ask ask uh, Tony's daughter. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Uh, Charbonneau was never a trapper because that was actual real work. But he did uh, do some training in uh, Spanish territory for a while. But in 1819, he gets his job as an interpreter for the Mandans from the government, probably with help from Clark. Mm. Uh, basically, he's for whatever reason he kind of keeps him afloat for most of his life. Uh, he also acts as interpreter along the way when uh, General Atkinson traveled around looking for a place to build a fort, but still stays around the Mandan most of the time. And in 1828, he gets $2,400. Ooh. Nah, that's a pretty, uh, pretty sizable chunk from the government there for being just a, a guy who would interpret. Yeah. Uh, 1833, he got it for Prince Maximilian from Germany. On his tour of the region. Which we definitely got to do one on him at some time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, um, yeah, it's loosely what, you know, your your favorite uh, Maverick show. Like the guy that's wanting to do all the, like the European Baron guy that ends up trying to shoot him with the arrow on Maverick. You oh, know, oh, where, oh where, yeah. Where, where like Graham yeah. Green and yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Fuck with it. it's yeah. kind of like that kind of scenario. Oh, gotcha. There were several of those type of people, but we got to do some episodes on the, Sweet. on the European nobility that wanted to come see the Wild West because it's atrocious. Oh, white man. Hello, noble savage. I had a terrible day. I kill every animal in sight, and he's boring me. Boring? Boring. Then maybe his largeness be interested in greatest Western thrill of all. What is greatest Western thrill? Kill Injun. Kill Injun? Is it legal here? White man been doing it for years. Or the yeah. guy who builds giant spiders in the wild, wild west with Will Smith. <laughs> well, in reality, it was a giant uh, dung beetle, but oh, uh, okay. we'll get to that. <laughs> for another episode. Yeah. Uh, Carl Bodmer was along to paint everybody, mm-hmm. and he even painted Charbonneau, so I'm sure there's a... I think I've seen it, actually. Probably cross-eyed and buck tooth. <laughs> Like uh, Cousin Eddie from the vaca- vacation movies, only with a coonskin cat. <laughs> yep. I don't know why they call this stuff Hamburger Helper. It does uh, just fine by itself, huh? Uh, 1838, Charbonneau was 80 years old at the time. Wow. He takes one of his teenage wives out to go God find another teenage wife. Oh, my God. It's all. It's always the like biggest pieces of shit that live to be like 120 years old and just keep being lecherous. Old. Yeah, like, I'm 80. Hey, yeah. they're 16 year old. Yeah, like what the fuck. Matt Gates is gonna live to be like 150 or something, <laughs> banging 12 year olds his whole life. Uh, 
Uh, he gets to Fort Clark, which is near Fort Mandan there on, on the other side of the river there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he buys an Assiniboine uh, 14-year-old captive wife, and the mm. young men of the fort gave him a splendid set-off. Gotta, gotta always have that captive wife, you fucking... Ugh. They, <laughs> they got, they're like in a Conestoga wagon with like cans and shit, dragging behind it, mm-hmm. like just purchased, like yeah, painted yeah, yeah. on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> so they give him a send off. They beat their drums and kettles as he kind of shuffles off with his young bride. Uh, Charbonneau finally dies in 1843 at 84. He survived the terrible smallpox epidemic that pretty much wiped out uh, all the Mandans in 1837. Right. And, and all of his teenage brides. Mm-hmm. Well, and only, there was only like 30 or so left. Well, that's part of the reason why we have the three affiliated tribes now is the Hadats and Mandans had to join together because neither had enough people mm-hmm. left over after that, I think. Yep. Fuck. But uh, William Clark was superintendent of Indian Affairs as early as 1807. Uh, 1813, he became governor of Louisiana. Pretty much he had a museum in his house that was built in 1818. He also owned a 1,600-acre farm given to him by the government for his trip there. Uh, so Jean Baptiste goes to school. 1822, he moved near his father's 320 acres in Saint Ferdinand and lives with a family friend. Uh, Jean Baptiste was probably the only Metis boy in the school in Saint Louis at the time, so he might have got picked on. Might have. Might have. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, I mean, this is still at a time when like Saint Louis was still like a lot of people spoke even French and stuff down there. I don't know. They're he was probably the only one in school. There were probably some running around. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and it. This is Clark taking care of the kids. So was it Lewis? Was Lewis the one that like went crazy in a hotel and fucking might have shot himself? Yep. Okay. That's that, something I do remember from that episode. Yeah. Good job. Uh, what was the the name of the the family or the? Was it quite a hotel? But it was, I don't remember. It was like Skinner it was house. Airbnb. Yeah, it was something. Um, you know, oh yeah, it was like Miss Miss Skinner. Mrs. Yeah. Or something like that. Leatherfaces. Yeah. Is it, yeah. it sounded like a cookie brand or something. It's like, <laughs> Mrs. Like, Mrs. Skinner's shortbread boarding nasty house. biscuits. Shortbread nasty biscuits. <laughs> Those biscuits just shaped like dicks and <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing the fact that I have an extreme dislike for shortbread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we always have the, the, and the MREs, or not the MREs so much. They have the, um, they don't give you MREs in training. A lot of times they give you what they call it Jimmy Dean. So it's just, well because it's literally a, like a a box with like cellophane and a Jimmy Dean sandwich in it. Oh, and then it will usually have some kind of cookies, and they were almost always those Lorna Dune like short, but they're just like you could sharpen your fucking knife on them. So They'll like, suck every ounce of moisture out of your mouth if you're so if it's you're basically lucky. hard tack, kind of with like minuscule amount of sugar. Sometimes you get those weird little like rosette ones with the like I think they were even like a Welch's or something or some kind of Smuckers because they had a little daub of jelly in the middle of those uh-huh. were okay but yeah you get like a sandwich bag of chips i think like a capri sun it was like it was like a fucking su- soldier lunchable support our truth <laughs> yeah. with capri sun well it's the fucking a better than eating mres all the time yeah that's true and and while also like mre you know they're meant for like being used in the field because they were like thousands of calories per these right you just sitting there like you know at fort irwin house and mres all day you can have some fat ass soldiers mm-hmm. like, i don't care what you're doing so just eat some processed meat products and fucking Lorna Dunes instead. Uh, spring 1823, uh, Duke Frederick Wilhelm from Germany, <laughs> and he called upon Jean-Baptiste, who was working in a, a trading post for the cause on the Kansas River near KC. Uh, Wilhelm was a natural scientist, one of those gentlemen uh, scientists, and he wanted to collect specimens and Indian artifacts. Mm-hmm. Which means probably grave robbing, because a lot yep. of people were collecting mm-hmm. Indian artifacts, much like, you know, People's fucking relative skulls and shit. Yeah. So Wilhelm was guided by Toussaint Charbonneau. Uh, that left uh, Jean-Baptiste behind, but he returned in the fall and they meet it again. Wilhelm agrees to take Jean-Baptiste Pompey back to Europe. Party. <laughs> uh, the Duke was actually next in line for the throne in Germany, but he never wanted it. And he basically he... Uh, I think for 45 years he just kept being a prince. So no good. Yeah, I, I do love the fact that he's here to like collect uh, like Indian artifacts, or whatever. He's like, oh, the boy, yes, I'll yeah, take yeah. him with me. The perfect artifact. Oh, fuck. I also uh, just kind of like relooked up that inn. It's not what we thought. I, I think Grinders Stand. Oh, oh Grinders, yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> I knew it was something grinders fucked up. Stand. Well, that kind of does sound like a, you know, well, the grinder, lady, like a hoagie sandwich. Yeah. The lady's name was like Mrs. Grinder, and she was like taking care well, of him. Well, the innkeeper's wife, Priscilla Grinder. 
So, like, their last name is Griner, but I'm sure all the hillbillies around the Sure. Yeah, hey, them Griners over there. You yep. know, Priscilla will make you some biscuits and dumplings. And make you some nasty for, biscuits. For, for a sixpence. So, Jean Baptiste lives abroad for five years, uh, learning all sorts of new shit, I'm sure. Like German. Yep, and how to use a fork. And better French. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Clark talked about how to use a fork. Yeah. Not which fork. He probably didn't have a snail fork. Oh, they probably yeah. didn't in Germany either. A what? Snail fork. Like where you scoop your escargot out of your... Don't you Don't you use a snail fork for your escargot? No, I've got one in my toolbox, but I haven't used it for oh, there you years. Go. So I guess he gets back when he's about 25-ish to the... And, uh, of course, uh, Willie Clark could have got him any job on the government he wanted or with any of the trappers. But uh, Jean-Baptiste declined, and he wants to set off on his own. So in 1830, he joins the American Fur Company there. Mm-hmm. Uh, led by uh, Joseph Robidoux. Uh, they were crossing the Snake River Plain with all that good volcanic rock there. Mm, that's always fun. Uh, that was between American Falls and the Malad River. Uh, soon the horses and the men began to collapse from the heat, and basically the party declared every man for himself. <laughs> that's always cheery. Mm-hmm. So they stay along and search for water for two days. Uh, and then two days later, the party reunites. But Jean Baptiste was nowhere to be found, and they figure that he died. But Jean Baptiste did find an HBC camp, uh, but assumed they were hostile Indians, so he avoids them. And he spends the next 11 days hunting for the Snake River through the lava beds there. And then he finds another group of trappers and was saved. Okay. Yep. So this is happens when he's only six months in for being a trapper. Well, damn. Well, he's, I mean, he's got fucking sand for yeah. sure. So he later goes to work for the Rocky Mountain Fur Company. Uh, fuck these other guys. Whenever the going gets rough, they just say every man for themselves and yeah, they right. don't get paid. Uh, winter of 1831, he and Joe Meeks go on a dog sled mission to St. Louis to deliver info on how much stuff they needed for the next rendezvous there. Oh, so shit. Basically, they're placing their Amazon Prime order mm-hmm. by riding a dog sled <laughs> 2,000 miles. And of course, you got to eat the dog at some oh, point, Oh, of course. Too. You have to. <laughs> Uh, 1832 at Pierce Hole, the mountain men get in the fight with the Pygons again there. Which, that's the one we talked on about that. with, uh, what, uh, Sublet? Or Jed or, Smith. Or, or Beckworth. Or any of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the one where the, the, the Pygons build a fort. A fort. And they kind of sneak out at night. Right. Oh, no, they, they, uh. They set it on fire, didn't they? Somehow they got it misinterpreted that the main party of trappers were being attacked. Oh, and they all ran away. And they all ran away to, to help do them that. And, and then they were like, oh, it's probably and Then they come back the next morning and they're all gone. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, free fort. But uh, five trappers die in that battle, but uh, he stays in traps in the Salmon Valley there. Uh, next year, he stays a while with Beckworth and the Crows, even though they did shoot at him the year before, but now they're no. friend, friendly. Bygones are bygones. Well, once they knew he was cool with Jim. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shit, we didn't know he was with him. Sorry, man. Yep. And some trapping with Jim Bridger, too. Other Jim. August 1834, he gets in a stabbing match with a fellow he thought he was stealing horses. <laughs> stabbing match. Not a knife fight. Stabbing match. You go. Ow. Okay, now you go. Ah. Uh, so it didn't say if the man survived or not, but John Baptiste does. Uh, 1839, he's back in St. Louis working as a freighter and going to Fort Vasquez, 36 miles north of Denver. Oh, then on to Fort Davy Crockett after that and Brown's Hole on the Green River there. Uh, along the way, they meet Kit Carson, who told him that he'd been in a fight with the Utes, and their chief was killed. Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. What is a Ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two Utes. Said probably don't go that direction. Yeah, they, they're, God damn. They're a, little, they're a little sour. He crossed paths with motherfucking everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure soon you're going to tell me he ran into fucking uh, uh, Mountain, Ma- Mountain Jack Pike or oh, some shit. Probably. Of course. Well, he's, you know, he's like OG explorer, yeah, yeah. like for sure. I've been doing this since I was an infant. I was literally <laughs> born, I was literally doing born this. on the trail. <laughs> so uh, the the goods they're carrying has to go to Fort Crockett, which is even further west. So after that, they ran into the party of Utes that had lost its chief. Fearing they might want to get back even with them, uh, they went back over the Rockies in the middle of winter. When you, I guess when you take the... Uh, Detour around the Utes, you take a fucking detour. <laughs> yeah, right. By way of Antarctica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they experience deep snow and lack of food. What? In, in the, the Rockies, Rockies in winter? Shocking. <laughs> I thought they would experience like coconut trees and fucking sunburn. Well, they probably did get some sunburn. Yeah. Just rub some bacon on it. Yeah, rub bacon in your eyes. <laughs> so they continue on foot for 15 days. 
Jean Baptiste and another guy, they have to turn back to go to Fort Crockett because they're running out of food. That's 120 miles west back again. Oh, I guess they only have they they do have two horses back that they, they can ride back. Uh, but a few days later, they saw tracks of a large band of Utes looking for them. So they the, rode back east. Do the Utes have like fucking personalized hoofprints or like? <laughs> yeah, they were Utes. <laughs> well, they make a U. Uh, a U. Yeah, so does all of them. <laughs> I've never understood. I mean, I can understand uh, tracking, like you know, being able to tell the difference between a horse like unladen, a horse with a rider, and a horse with a pack. You could have a going to walk different, and the depth of the track's going to be different. Sure. But this shit of, like, oh, yeah, them are, them are definitely, like, you know, Lakota, and those are, you know, unless it's, like, you know, maybe as they're riding along, you know, everyone's like, somebody would drop an arrow or something, they'd be like, oh, shit, that's, you know, I just right. don't see it happening from the tracks. No. Uh, so they're going back and forth over the Rockies. Uh, Jean-Baptiste immediately says, uh, let's get out of the high country. Yeah, because this sucks. Uh, he did find a little outpost with horses, and he returned and rescued the rest of the party. And they finally get back to the fort April 24th, 1840. That's three months of wandering around the high country in, in the <laughs> middle of winter. <laughs> Holy shit. And without horse skis. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's uh, almost 400 miles they did. Uh, after two days rest, Jean-Baptiste and seven others left for uh, Fort St. Vrain. That's 26 miles north to float. 700 buffalo robes and 400 tongues down the South Platte to St. Louis. Why not 700 tongues? That would make more sense. You would think you'd have the same amount of tongues as you have robes, right? Well, Well, they might have eaten. No, it's like a third. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. A a third of all uh, bison are born without tongues. Oh, yeah. Is that that what happens? That's why a lot of them can't talk. They're like, yeah. Maybe they had them pierced or something. Actually, that's one of the most distinct things on a bison. You ever see a bison tongue? Yeah. Fucking purple. Uh Uh-huh. It's like Gene Simmons. Yep. And that one movie with John Stamos. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where he's on the dam. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So they push and pull Never this. Too Young to Die. Yep. Gene Simmons? With Gene Simmons. Oh, and oh John no, that's Stamos. the name of the movie. Yeah. The name of the movie. <laughs> How the West Was Fucked will be right back. Star Grove. Mark a little young man. You know, there are from time to time some small assignments. The new American hero. Go! Where have you been shooting lately? Libya? The finest disc. You mean the one that your father sent? He inherited all of his father's enemies. (laughs) And just one of his friends. John Stamos is Stargrove. I'm going to lose the job. Well, I think I'm falling in love. Danja! Vanity is Danja. Give me the dick! Any idea who could be behind this? Ragnar. Gene Simmons <laughs> is Ragnar. Yeah! Trade a wet kiss for this? The Sting of Death. We're hot. Where the red starts turning into the blue mane. I'm impressed. You really are a star girl. Only one standing between life and death in a brave new world. Stargrove, never too young to die. I think we should do it again. <laughs> so they push and pull this boat down the river. Uh, it's probably shallow at the time, uh, if it's in the middle of summer. Boat was 36 foot long and 28 tons. Fuck. So it had to be uh, unloaded and repacked when the river was too shallow. That's a barge. But uh, Jean-Baptiste uh, was a hunter for most of the trip, yeah, so he probably got it. Oh, you guys are unloading these crates much. of hides. Uh, I, oh, shit, we're low on food. I'm going to go hunting. 
dude, we have like 700 buffalo tongues. I don't, I, we need venison's better. We're all going hunting. So they float that 2,000 miles in 69 days. Nice. 69, dudes! Uh, Jean-Baptiste works as a trader and guide and hunter uh, for the Bents and uh, St. Vrain operation there at Penn's Fort. 1842, at age 37, he made the same trip down the Platte. Uh, this time there was even less water. Uh, while they were in camp, along comes John C. Fremont. Oh, shit. He's led by Kit Carson. That's his first expedition into the mountains. During that trip, uh, it's unknown if he got back to St. Louis to sell the robes and tongues. I would assume that Probably. you'd make it happen. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, 1843, Jean-Baptiste became a guide for Sir William Drummond Stewart. What could I do? Who? He was a Scot. Okay. He was one of the tourists. Oh, okay. Drummond Stewart? He probably yeah. wanted to shoot more than than to get Indian skulls, but right. it's still horrific either way. But John Baptiste was his personal driver. Uh, while at hunting with Sir William, he learned that his father had died. Oh. Charbonneau left his son 320 acres. <laughs> and and four 13-year-old <laughs> girls. <laughs> and a bunch of half-siblings. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A bunch. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess Toussaint Charbonneau tried to farm that farm, but he gave up pretty quickly. Uh, 30 years before. Right. Yeah, I, uh, from what I read, it was like uh, they spent uh, two years, two years trying to mm-hmm. farm it. So he has to go back uh, to St. Louis to settle the estate, took possession of the farm, and immediately sold it for a dollar an acre. Damn. Uh, so he floats around the San Luis Valley in Colorado there where Darren lives. I'm definitely picturing that being done on like a big old inner tube mm-hmm. <laughs> two inner tubes one's two. one's got a, a, a cooler, cooler full of beer yep, just kick back <laughs> goes to work for the benson uh ford again uh 85 miles east of the sangre de cristo mountains on the arkansas river he works as a trader and hunter there uh, as a trader helped that john baptiste knew many indian language and sign language too mm-hmm. and also french and german mm-hmm. and he could see walk and uh what, esperanto yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One language to rule them all. Uh, August 1845, Captain John C. Fremont camped nearby. Uh, he ordered his Lieutenant James Abert, or Bear, if he's French. He was the map maker of the uh, trip there. He ordered him to make a map of the Canadian River west to east, going back to Texas, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, lead to armed convoy to Fort Gibson in Indian Territory. That was 700 miles away. Ebert's dad was head of the Corps of Engineers at the time, and Lake Ebert in Oregon is named after him. Okay. That's in eastern Oregon. It's one of those, probably full of saltfish or something like that. Saltfish? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I mean, so like anchovies? I, <laughs> I, I think that's a dish, isn't yeah. it? Saltfish? <laughs> Sounds very Swedish. Oh, yeah, I have some saltfish. Saltfish. fisk. Yeah. Goddamn Kid Rock won't even play Norse Coast Oh, yeah, yeah, that was fucking great. Well, well it's, it, it's going to light it. Fair and it's not Norse Coast It's yeah. just funny that, like, like it start, started getting cloudy or whatever, and he's like, I'm not playing that fucking shit. And so Night Ranger. <laughs> Sister Christian, oh, the time has come. And you know that you're the only one to say, okay. Where you going, what you looking for? You know those boys don't want to play no more with you. It's true. Yeah, that fucking band. They like played an extended set. Fucking Bobby Knight Ranger. And then everybody Bunch freaked the fuck out because Kid Rock refused to go on stage. Because, mm-hmm. well, I mean. That's th- prime Kid Rock territory there. In North right? Dakota, though, like, it, there Nav is Nav definitely Nav. lightning hazard when you're, you know, you got a. Night metal. Ranger don't give a fuck. Right, well, Night, Night Ranger, Ranger keeps playing. Yeah. Night Ranger is going to play all night. But Kid Rock is uh, afraid of the thunder. Maybe he has more jewelry than they do. That's no, right. Man. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you got all that bullshit and, like, that's just a lightning magnet. I, I do like the fact that he he obviously was like, no, I'm not going out there. Yeah. And then, oh, it really sucks. If you watch, play. if you yeah, if you if you read his like Twitter statement, he's like, oh man, I can't believe they they wouldn't let me play. Uh-huh. So they really fucked you guys. Blah blah. blah. It's like fuck you, man. 
Where isn't like Night Rangers out there getting hailed on and shit? Yep. Fucking play Sister Christian again. <laughs> Here we go. Thirty eighth time tonight. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Hebert made, uh, Jean-Baptiste the guide for this trip. And of course it was going through Comanche territory. Yay. This is where they run into Mountain Jack Pike, Tony. Oh, yeah. So they start off at Raton Pass because they're mapping the whole oh, river. motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, that's the headwaters of the Canadian. And it took four months to map it and get back to St. Louis. And this was the first wagon through, uh, Indian territory, at least Comanche yeah. territory. And it gave another route aside from the Santa Fe Trail to get to Bent's Fort, which would help John Baptiste too, since he's still employed as a hunter there. But John Baptiste would get back to Bent's Fort in the fall of 1845. And of course, the Mexican American War would start up in the spring there in 1846. Uh, so that basically, if you remember, if when we put Texas into the United States, that kind of pissed off Mexico for mm-hmm. some reason. Because they still thought it was theirs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Jean-Baptiste was uh, tasked by Stephen Watts Kearney to help get his straggling wagon train to California. As he went on ahead, uh, he was given troops and help from Brigham Young, Ooh. the Mormon battalion. Oh, yeah. I like, I read about, like, the, it was comprised of what, like, 90 Mormon men and, like, for some reason, six Mormon women? Something like that. <laughs> like, it's like, that's an oddity for its time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was John Baptiste's job to find food uh, for man and beast alike. And, of course, he can't just go straight west. Followed the Rio Grande uh, south 260 miles uh, from Santa Fe, because I guess it would be directly well. Uh, that would be Fort Corners area, so that's pretty yeah. desolate, huh? Like finding food for man or beast, like this fucking one horse will eat nothing but nutter butters. <laughs> <laughs> so gotta... This guy's allergic to fucking yeah. cashews. So it's gluten intolerant. That's right. <laughs> So this route hadn't really been tried before. Now they went to the border of Mexico and then turned west and followed the San Pedro River. Uh, they were attacked by wild bulls. What? Cool. What? I just have that written. I, I, now I'm trying to remember if that's <laughs> a name of an Indian chief or just <laughs> wild <laughs> cattle. <laughs> well, I, I was funny. They stopped and had a rodeo and tried to milk a wild cow. Turns out it was a bull. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a cow. <laughs> uh, they're, they're saved by friendly Pima Indians. Oh, I thought they were saved by, like, Ronald McDonald wheeling mm. a beef-killing hammer. <laughs> uh, they make it into Tucson, but the town was deserted. Jean-Baptiste had to kill grizzly bears along the trail. He had to? He just had to. <laughs> Just got to kill the fucking bear. He's just, imagine him just like not even armed. Yeah. He just sees a grizzly bear like eat, eating salmon or I don't know what the fuck they would eat around there. But no, like, not salmon. You, I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. I was just picturing more like it's you know sitting there digging up grubs or whatever. Yeah. He walks up and Stephen Skull neck snaps it. <laughs> well, Shanks it. Just, <laughs> uh, he also has to shoot his own mule. Well. Because it was running away with all his geared gear oh, left on it. That's uh, the e-brake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mule just skids to a stop yeah. after you ice it in the head. They, all well, your shit goes flying you everywhere. You ever fucking sh- shot a running animal? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> I'm just so, imagining the Quigley down under gun. Yeah, I mean. It's like with the, you know, the, yeah, the weird sight. That's a, yeah. You ice it from, you know, long ways away. Yeah, and they'll keep. You know, body in motion stays in motion Mm -hmm. until, you know, the legs stop moving, but it's still momentum. Oh, yeah, I've seen, you know, rabbits and shit go ass over tea kettle, and I've seen deer skid. I'm I'm just imagining, like, doing the scavenger hunt afterward. Oh, yeah, If he's running away with all your shit, all your shit is about to be dispersed over a wide area. Fucking yard sale. Yeah. So in January 1847, they finally get to California with only eight of the 20 wagons left. But it did succeed on building a road to California there. that They called that the Gila Trail. Mm-hmm. And thousands of 49ers would use it later. And who is one of those 49ers? Joe Montana. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anything about football. So. <laughs> Fucking, no, John B- B- Baptiste is Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mission San Luis Rey, that's in uh, San Diego there. Uh, Jean Baptiste was named Alcalde, or mayor, by the U.S. Army. Basically, the sole civilian law enforcement, I guess the call they was mayor slash sheriff slash judge. Yeah, and, well, yeah, and, like, district, yeah, I was reading that, too. 
Basically, he was one of the few guys who could read or write that was around. And basically, the army wanted all the big land holdings by the uh, uh, by the missions there. They planned on turning it back over to native tribes, but I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> we plan on it. Yeah. yeah, right. So they tried to get Jose Antonio Pico to turn over his lands. He didn't want to. He just ignored the army. Army also then banned liquor to be sold to natives. That was the way to kind of control the natives in the mission way to, to get them to work for free, free-ish. Well, just get them drunk and make them work? Or? Yeah. Oh. It's like, well, we'll... we'll once you're done working, we'll give you this. Oh, I see. Yeah. So Jean-Baptiste tried to enforce it, but there's no jail to even put Pico in. I'll just peg him down to the ground with a steer hide, like we talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he quits four months later. Uh, he was kind of frustrated. He couldn't make much of a dent in the mission system there. to make a difference, man. Take this job and shove it. But he wanted more adventure than a desk job. So, And it so happened that gold was discovered six to, uh, 600 miles north a few months before. Gold is pretty adventurous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so by August 1848, 4,000 people uh, already had come to the American River there. Among them, though, was the Mormon Battalion. Mm-hmm. We got to do a whole episode on themselves because mm-hmm. that's interesting. Well, that kind of helped fund the church. Yeah. yeah. September, Jean Baptiste head north. Uh, he must have enough success since he spends the next 14 years living in uh, Auburn, California. Uh, I had found a kind of a kind of a figure and kind of a because wasn't he there with uh, uh, Jim Beckworth? Yeah, I was, was going to say he's out there with Beckworth, and like apparently they found a pretty rich like vein or whatever, and that was like shallow, so it was like easy to get. Mm-hmm. And that was what they said is like you know it's just an indicator how long he stayed there in that inflated economy, you know, and being able to afford it. That shows he was making some buckage. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, as we know, during all these gold rushes, that's fairly uncommon. It's like a few people get super wealthy before, like, a hearst or whatever comes and, like, industrializes everything. But yeah, most yeah. of these motherfuckers sit there pan and flake and spending all their money on yeah, liquor. And, the people that actually make a living are the people yeah. that have the chicken barge floating just off, you know, Right, that's, right, that's right. Chicken barge. <laughs> <laughs> So he settles in uh, Placerville, just south of Auburn. Uh, creative name. Its first name was Dry Diggings. That's okay. <laughs> and then it was like, Good change. name it after the first thing you see. You know, tree. Well, down. Well, Placer Cradle. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. It's close to Tree Town because they changed it to Hangtown after a few oh. hangings. <laughs> Is that where they get Hangtown Fry from? And if so, why? Because that has oysters in it, and I don't think there's... Hangtown Fry? Hangtown Fry. I think it's like oysters with eggs. It's a Ugh. <laughs> It's a breakfast. No, it's not. That's that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I don't really like oysters, so I've never tried it. Well, I mean I guess they're not I like smoked oysters. Okay. Hey Hangtown Fry is a type of omelet made famous during the California gold rush of the eighteen fifties. Oh, so mm. it is from Hangtown. <laughs> wow. The most common version includes bacon and oysters combined with eggs fried together. You know what? I would fucking eat that. If you if you remove that nasty, I don't like their fucking the weird bag. cut back. Yeah, yeah that you know mm, this is delight. Oh my god, lawn clippings! Oh fuck! If they're small, I can handle it. Yeah, but like um, yeah, one time we were like basically my one of my relatives like we went crabbing and then he sent his wife to the oyster farm to get, like, get some small oysters. Get the small ones. You're gonna be tempted to get the big ones because they're like half the price. Get the small yeah, ones. You want the Kumamoto ones. And of course, yeah. like, you know, she came back with like ones the size of a boot, you oh, know, that just be giant. Oh, but they were, you know, like, God damn it. And as well as, and we uh, did the thing where you crack them open, tapatio, uh, shred parmesan on them, and just grill them. Yeah. You ever done that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was good, but it was like, you'd hit every time, you'd hit that grassy knoll <laughs> that's like the size of a fucking golf ball on these big bastards, oh, you know? Oh, Jesus. And I couldn't help. I mean, I had to jump up from the table and kind of barf in the sink a little bit after oh, one yeah. of them, like, you know, squirt exploded in my throat hole. Yeah. It was mm. like, mm, oh, fuck. <laughs> my, yeah, my mom would always, so uh, Kumamoto oysters are like the, like way smaller ones. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, native to Japan. And they grew in like one area in Japan, uh, you know, wild or whatever. And then... Uh, like industry and shit fucked up that whole like watershed mm-hmm. and um and almost completely wiped them out. So somebody brought a bunch of like little tiny ones to yeah, the like Puget the Sound and or whatever. yeah, and they seeded part of the Puget Sound because it was very similar uh you know at environment environment and like 
like brought the population back from like the brink of extinction basically and then they clean up the water uh where they're from in, in uh japan and so then they re-transplanted them back over there Transplanted them back over there but want, now now you can get kumamoto's uh in in the puget sound in the right final. well awesome. yeah they got them taylor shellfish yeah, and they're stuff really good. And, hey just a free plug for taylor shellfish i'm sure they'd be happy to be affiliated with us yeah <laughs> Fucking Shelton, Washington, baby. It was yeah. my, sum, my summer job every year since I was old enough to pick up heavy shit and do things. Wow. Yeah, worked for Taylor for a while. Taylor, and then what's the other one by your old house, like Penn Cove? Yeah. Yeah, Penn, Penn Cove. Yep. Now I want oysters. I don't even, like I said, they're not even... Yeah, I, I really saw they have an operation up in, by Bellingham, too, I guess. I think they just started one up there. Yeah. Or they, they, yeah, because I know Taylor is growing... Yep, this is real relevant to everyone who doesn't live in the Puget Sound region. <laughs> and if you don't live here, look up Gooey Duck. Yep. Spelled Geoduck. Yep. Spelled yep. Geoduck. Just type in horse dick clam and you'll get it easier. <laughs> yep. Severed horse cock of the sea. Anyways, back to the task at it's hand. Like Laura Ingalls Wilder's mare. <laughs> so by 1865, Jean Baptiste was 61. He was managing the Orleans Hotel in Auburn. With no known wife or family, even though he probably has at least well, some kids in, well, he, um, uh, he had in San Diego. One listed in Germany, and there's one that was baptized, but she, uh, the mother, married a different guy. Oh, uh, there's one that was baptized in in uh, uh, California, but she, yeah, apparently the mother was betrothed to another. Mm-hmm. All right, gold was still around, but not too much more in uh, California. Uh, most of the skilled prospectors were gone to other strikes. Places where Jean Baptiste had either trapped or went through as a little itty bitty baby. Some of those places are near Bannock, Montana, and uh, Virginia City, Montana. Mm -hmm. So he leaves for uh, the Ohio or Hawaii. Wait, what? I think he's like O W Y E E or H E E. Yeah. It's it's a river in Oregon. Oh, okay. It's, it's I was like, he's going to Hawaii? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like you're trying to say Hawaii or Ohio and doing it wrong. Yeah. But, uh, so that's not too far from the strikes in Idaho or Montana, or he might have been on his way down Montana. He didn't really say. Right. So in April 1866, he leaves Auburn with two unknown guys along and going about the 450 miles to the Hawaii. 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 Uh, his route would have been up the kind of the California border with Nevada there and past Goose Lake. Kind of Donner Party-ish. Yeah, and then like a bunch of open desert. Yeah, kind of Donner Party-ish. Yeah. Uh, with barely drinkable water on the Humboldt River there. Oh, mm, boy. Uh, then he reached Winnemucca and then turned off straight north to Camp McDermott. He went to M- Winnemucca, Mac? Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. With, with him you should ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load If you're going to Winnemucca, Mac, with me you can ride And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand And I said, listen I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man I travel, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere Between that and Camp McDermott was 65 dry miles And he finally reached the Hawaii River there. No liquor for 65 miles <laughs> Either he was on a stage or a horse when he gets into a traffic accident. Well, he wasn't on a fucking snowmobile, so... (laughs) So he fell off the bank and into the river. Oh, fuck. He was either badly injured or he was already sick with mountain fever. I'm gonna need your insurance information. (laughs) Or maybe he was sick from drinking alkaline water. And, you know, immersion in icy cold mountain water. Probably cause some hypothermia and it's called hypo- it's called hydrotherapy, hydrotherapy. Mm-hmm. and Hyd- it's good for you. Hydrotherapy, hydrotherapy. <laughs> so the guys with him thought he might have pneumonia too. Mm-hmm. So they could spit some chewing tobacco and rub some sap on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna roll him in powdered <laughs> fucking, fucking sulfur, sulfur and spit some tobacco in his eyeball. So uh, he was taken to the Inskip station near Danner, which is Danner's yep. even a ghost town now. Yep, which is in Danner, I Oregon. believe, is what they named the boots after that are from. 
I believe are still made in Oregon. Nakoma. Danner. What? Danner. Danner Nakoma. Nakona. Nakona's. Different boot company. Different boot company. That's the name of the Indian on Grizzly Adams, too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Well, that's fucking Quanta Parker's dad. Yep. Yeah. He dies. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) 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 It's buried there. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. That's all, folks. So June 2nd, 1866, the men traveling with him notified the nearby mining camp in uh, Hawaii there. Uh, It read that he died from pneumonia when they printed it in the paper. Uh, It said that he was 63, so at least his traveling partners must have known a little bit about him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's probably like on the thing, like dying, like, and it should be known that I was born in the year, you know. He's probably like telling people stuff. Yeah. But he could have died of many other things along the way. You yeah, know? Could, could have, have been died. taken out by smallpox. Pretty could have since most died of the at birth. Didn't. Could have died when he fell in the fucking river <laughs> as a baby. But also, yeah, Danner. Oh, it was named after Charles Danner in 1932. But they are made in Portland. Oh, so close enough. I thought it had something to do with the ghost town, but I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> So it's kind of unknown why Clark kept helping Toussaint uh, over the years. Maybe he felt bad for stealing Jean-Baptiste. I don't get the impression he so much stole him. It's no. like He's like, look, dude, you don't want to raise this fucking kid. Yeah. You just want to go womanize children. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take care <laughs> of him. Make sure he gets much. a fucking education. <laughs> but, you know, in, in their uh, journals, they always kind of paint him as a jackass or yeah. at best. But he must have been the least capable of of enough to keep a job for with the government, or at for least 50 be able years. to bullshit enough. I mean, I know plenty of people that are. Fucking well, I take that back. I, I've shit. had a job with the government for twenty years, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I know a lot of people that uh, it's not really so much that they fail upward; they just kind of can schmooze enough to, right. and you know, at least take enough credit for other people's work, or just do you know the bare minimum enough. But you know, so I think he kind of does that as like. Fine, I'll go trade. I need to do some shit, and then oh, cool interpreter job, awesome. Oh, you're gonna be like gone for like every so often. I only need to interpret here in the village. Cool. When you get back to the village, I'll interpret. See you when you get back. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. pay me. Yeah, basically, I think, like, I think there was a lot of that going on. Like Sue Ellen at the beginning of uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead when she first uh, has to get a job in the office, and she has a uh, the chick that does the voice for Lisa Simpson. Oh yeah, yeah. Like doing all her fucking paperwork for her and shit. Right. Exactly like that. Like that. Yep. But uh, at least Jean-Baptiste, he kind of impressed everybody, uh, especially with uh, living in Germany for those six years. He probably knew a lot of things, and you could actually talk to him about any subject. Could and, power down a bratwurst. Yep. Like with a pelican. Fucking oyster omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I want to. I even one. like oysters, and I I can't imagine. I don't know. With something the about bacon, eggs and with egg, the bacon, if eggs man. and oysters together makes me want to fucking barf. Just the idea. You're not a big egg guy, though, are you? Not really. Yeah, see, I, I will I'll pretty much eat raw eggs. Not my favorite. I like them undercooked, though. But I also like them, I like them in all, all ways, shapes. You don't forms. mind a fresh testicle, either, so. No, I don't. Uh, that's actually a delicacy. <laughs> if properly slice, if you thin slice it, there was, uh, we ate, back when there was still the Queen City Club, in Dickinson before it became like a fucking Maytag or whatever it is now. But they had mountain oysters, which is interesting because it's right across from the stockyards, but they did not get them from there. Oh. And like, that's the only place I've gone where they weren't sliced thin. They were just kind of like a chonking, pretty good sized fucking nut. And they were a little fucking raw in the middle. Ah. That was off putting. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. No But way. I mean, I was shit while that one year I like. could have got your mouth pregnant. I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. The one year, cows. day after my birthday, I woke up pretty hungover after a birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. And I just got the sudden urge to go pickle some shit. So oh, I went yeah. down to Pike Place and got some, uh, I tried to find some fresh okra. They didn't have any, but I got a bunch of uh, fresh green beans and uh, what the fuck else? Uh, oh, asparagus. And then, like, I was by that butcher shop back there. I wonder if they have uh, mountain oysters. And they did, but you had to pair them yourself because they're clearly off, like, large slaughtered bulls. You know, because mm-hmm. when you get them fresh off the calves when you're actually doing cowboy shit, they're, yeah. they're minuscule. But, yeah, I bought, like, two pounds of them. I had to, like, blanch them, lollipops? skin them. No. 
chopped them up, breaded them, fried them, and then brought them to the Vic, actually, and Edie was working, yeah, and, was not and Blom was working, and we had them, like, try them, and Edie liked them. Blom was not a fan, but they're, they're fine. There's, <laughs> so one part of meat you can uh, harvest off a cow without killing the, or off a male, or like a bull, without yeah. killing the whole animal. You can't get a prime rib without, I mean, I suppose you could while it's still kicking. It's not going to last much longer, longer yeah. and it's not going to be happy. Well, they're not happy when you take the testicles really easy. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Holy thanks. Shit. That's a relief. I don't have to fuck anymore. <laughs> well. uh, so, Pompey, he uh, lived a fucking crazy-ass life. I yep. mean, he was born on the fucking yeah, trail. and there's no real good book about him. That, you know, well, well he, he never wrote a book himself. It's, well, it's a time frame, too. It's yeah. like... A, he's a mixed, face it, he's a mixed race kid that nobody really is going to write about. Like, um, it's just like I've been listening to uh, podcasts about like pirates and they're talking Clark's about how. connections, though. He could, they could have, but they're like, ah, they'd rather write about the uh, famous white guy than the, yeah. you know. But I was like, like listening to podcasts about pirates lately and it's like how, as time goes, it was like, it's not like there wasn't just like white Protestant pirates, you know, there was Jewish pirates and everything else, but nobody at the time was writing about them. And there right. was women pirates before we figured out there's women, you know, mm-hmm. before like Anne Bonnie and all that stuff. And that's true of a lot of things. Like if you got populations that are not necessarily literate, the literate population doesn't give a fuck about, so they're not going to write about them. So we get this picture of history that, oh, it was just these people out there. Well, there was all sorts of other shit going on, but nobody ever thought of writing it down or gave a shit. So. Right. Well, even Skakawea didn't get really famous until like the 1920s when women were getting the right to vote. Right. You know? And then they kind of had to dig her up from history too. So. Right. Because at first, well, like in the Lewis and Clark journals, as far as I know, they only mentioned her name once and they spell it like Sargargarwea. Otherwise, they just call it like Toussaint Squar or like Janie. So, and yeah. But now at least, you know, like, you know, like you said, dollar coin, her and John Baptiste on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But there we go. Like, uh, you've been hearing about this guy forever in bits and parts and yeah. chunks and pieces. But yeah, yeah. We ran across a lot of, a lot of trails of other people too. Yep. No mountain jack pipe though. No. Nor, nor, nor the buffalo rider. Got something for you that's okay. And like, yeah, it's cool. He, uh, I was kicking it with Beckworth for mm-hmm. some time. Yeah, that would be a good buddy movie. Yeah, totally. The the Mountain Man shit is a. Uh, every time we do a new Mountain Man one, it's like it's like a family reunion. Yeah, kind of. Because now that I've been doing this for so fucking long, like I'm like, yep. oh, I know that guy. Yep. Oh shit, I know that oh, guy. Joe, he's going sled dogging with Joe Meek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I should go back and listen to all the first like Mountain yeah. Man ones because I'll be like, oh shit, we are we did talk about all these people like. That I eventually learned about. Went and had dinner with Liver Eaton Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> this is pork, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anything else to add? Um, fuck you, my city. Fuck you, Mile City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Uh, next time, I think we have planned uh, not so much about a person. What about a a thing and an idea and a place kind of good way to get non specified place yeah and a good way to die cool so we'll see you next week with uh, Area Fifty One you're not far off (laughs) (laughs) oh I can't wait Uh, but until then we're gonna go out in a hail of Rocky Mountain Oyster Fire yeah. It's over. Well. Bye.